beautiful women are always chased. They're never not being hit on. You know, they go to the store, get hit on, go to the bars, get hit on, sit at home in bed, getting hit on across Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. It's left and right. So the competition for men, unfortunately, is very, very hard. So when women come around decent men, it's almost very hard to give them the time to give them a chance because your, your time is being split everywhere. It's no accident that sounds like you're leveling up in a video game. 48% of 18 to 29-year-olds have an online dating profile. Make them work for it. 45% of people say they're more frustrated with this form of dating than hopeful. There are so many people you can connect with. Should I swipe right? Swipe wrong! Swipe wrong! Setting the record straight on dating apps. Everyday people telling everyday stories of the swipe right world with your host, Chaos. Well, I know he had a good time. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and of course, good night. Depending on whenever you're listening to this podcast, welcome to the Swipe Wrong Podcast. I am Chaos. I'm the dude that's taking you through this journey. We are the number one podcast for people walking into fertility clinics asking for a refund. Welcome to the season finale. We're at season two, episode 10 season finale time so for those of you who have uh, picked us up this year and i i know a lot uh listen to us power listen binge listen hopefully you were on a long drive across country and you got to catch up on all the the stories that we had this is going to be the last one for episode two but don't fear there'll be another new episode next week and the week after and the week after that you'll just get the bonus material some of the takes that didn't quite make the initial conversations but there will always be new stories there's one thing that we have dedicated ourselves to and that is no matter what they might not be full episodes but there'll be new content each week and every week so that way you always have something good to listen to so if you could do us that favor i know you've heard me talk about it before uh follow like subscribe rate us please rate us leave reviews if you need to send hate mail swipe wrong pod at gmail.com please feel free to send it to us say hey your voice is silly or i don't know what's going on with the color of your hair i don't know whatever you want to say or of course if you want to send love you can do it that way too if you want to tell us your story you can send it uh, via that email or you can also give us a call 317-426-6616 i'm really amped on what we did this week because this entire season season two we've had so many women tell us about their stories which i can't thank them enough some of the coolest stories some of the best people we've gotten a chance to speak to but we're actually sitting down and talking to a couple of guys tonight so for those of you who wanted to hear the male perspective on what's going on you get to go ahead and sit back and listen to some of the male perspective and kind of some of the things they run into i didn't expect this going in like usually when i get this side of the story it's it's not it's not nearly what i'm hearing so i'm glad it shook out the way it did i learned a lot i got to meet a new friend and make a buddy a thunder buddy at that and a voice that you guys are pretty familiar with you'll hear on here as well so you know the story now sit back relax enjoy put your feet up enjoy your popcorn get it buttered don't get it buttered whatever you want to do and if you're in traffic please for the love of all things holy don't hit that person next to you and enjoy another threesome and one more word of course from the quote unquote 
legal department. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions or any entities they represent. This podcast is about dating experiences. It is not to say one dating app is better or worse than another. All right. So, Carl, like, I don't know your story, but how long have you been on all this madness of, of the apps, bro? Uh, so I, I, I've been on, on and off going on a couple of years. Um, I just recently got into a relationship, so I pulled myself off and I found her on one of the apps, believe it or not. Uh, so I have a lot of actual decent things to say about using the apps. I don't have a lot of the horror stories like other people do. Um, you definitely meet all kinds of people through them and talk to them. And you just, that's the trick really is to have not very high expectations going in. <laughs> that's that probably the easiest thing. You just like, look at it. And you know, it makes it a lot easier. So like in the, the dating world nowadays, um, unfortunately the, the days of going out to a bar or running into your future wife at a grocery store are kind of long gone. Women don't want to be talked to. They don't want to be approached. And they kind of did that to themselves. They, they, go online and they talk to their friends, you know, guy friends or whatnot. And they just talk so nasty about men in the way they just, just simply coming up and saying, Hey, you're pretty, a simple compliment. They think you're a weirdo. So you almost are forced, at least in at my age, into using these apps, going out to the bars, even it's, it's hard. Uh, you don't know who wants to be approached, who doesn't, you don't know who's going to be a snob to you. And it's not about being like rejected or shot down and all. It's just about having common decency. Everybody wants to be treated nicely and fairly. You approach a woman at a bar, and a lot of times they'll just be kind of jerks. And uh, that goes for pretty much anyone my age. But um, at least on the apps, you have an idea of what you want going in, and that's shared once you begin talking to the, the other person. Um, you see if you have a mutual interest, and you go from there. It's, it's, it's all right, but it's definitely a lot of work still. It doesn't make it easier. So that's like this perspective, like uh... – I don't get to hear too often, which is, which is pretty interesting. It's the fact that when you like, we started calling it, uh, dating in the wild, when you try to approach somebody in a bar, it's just like, all right, I'm out in the wild and we'll see what happens and, or the grocery store or, or whatever, which <clears throat> is tough in itself to do. So like, you've just kind of found a lot of ugly, it sounds like, and quote unquote in the wild. And you're not exactly sure how to approach it. It's kind of how it sounds that is that kind of right. Absolutely, you're spot on. Yeah. So then, when you're when you're using the apps, or when you use the apps, because you're in a relationship now, which is awesome. Like that's the, the you talk about trust issues. Once you get into uh, starting a relationship and then shutting the apps down, the trust issues have got to be there from just some of the madness that have happened before. But once you started using the apps, and you found it a little bit easier to communicate because you kind of had uh, what common ground and kind of knew how to communicate with each other. Is that an easier way to put it too? I say yes. I. Bluntly put it, the easiest, the best thing I can say about apps is when you go in and you start talking to, say, a handful of different women, and uh, you just try, it's a quick way to vet. Rather than going on 100 first dates, sometimes getting used or blown off or whatever the case might be, not to say that can't happen over the apps, but you, when you talk to them virtually, you don't really, you're not necessarily putting on a front. No one else is putting on a front. No one's trying to be fake. Like, if you go on there, you're just like, hey, I'm straight up looking for a relationship or if you're looking for a hookup, that's obviously what Tinder has been yeah. known for. Yeah. Um, you can have that, that early vetting process 
And then when you go out to a date, it's, it makes it so much easier to be yourself naturally because you already know that person is interested in you. They're taking the time to spend their time with you, get to know you. So it takes that kind of that timidness off the table. And that's kind of what I noticed going out with these different women. I've, I've been on more recently because uh, I know I'm in an early relationship. So I'm yes. I met her in November. Before I, uh, I had met her, I went out with about four or five different women. Um, and I'll tell you what, I, they were all awesome. The only reason that I didn't choose to continue with them was because I just didn't have that initial spark, I guess you could say. Uh, they're all very successful women. One of them was even a data scientist uh, with her master's degree, you know, making good money and all this and that. It was just beautiful. But when we were sitting there talking over a couple hours, it just, I felt like, we didn't have that connection. And that, you know, that, that could happen on the apps. It could happen just finding somebody in a store, going to a bar. But I just think that the apps do get a bad rep. I never really liked the thought of using them. I was told in my early, early days of dating to use them, try them. Lots of friends like them. But I've always had that. They have that stigma of just used for hookups and just all these nasty stories and, and this and that. And to, to be honest, that's all out there. But you could find that with a woman at a bar anyway. I mean, you could find that anywhere. So it's just, it's a risk. 100%. So like Wood, let's take you for instance. So like when you, so when he was dating, did you guys talk about like uh, any of his interactions? Cause he met some pretty awesome people. It sounded like, and some good interactions. And do you guys, did you guys like compare notes and shit? Well, I mean, we've had some conversations about it uh, over the time that I've been dating, but you know, he is, I would say, well more versed because I, you know, I've only been doing it for what a year, and it was a new experience coming out of a marriage versus somebody who's younger and just is socially active. You know, like he was just saying, all of his 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 social circles saying, "Oh yeah, you got to use the apps and do it this way." But what I what I think I loved about hearing him talk about that is it's it's he's very old school like you know you'd rather meet somebody organically you'd rather meet somebody and have that initial i don't know, sparks the right phrase but you know what i mean um but yeah you know i've i've shared a few stories mostly my horror stories about dude you're never going to believe what happened here not so much him saying dude you're never going to be believe what happened here but uh you know we we we've had conversations about distant situations where you know, you'll meet women who maybe are too far away and it's a bummer because they're super cool, but they're literally just too far away. Um, so, you know, we've, we've shared those common stories before because I know he's had some connections that like legit were like in town for events or going somewhere where they lived at a state even. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. We would say we've compared notes because he's also, you know, been in and out as far as relationships go. Uh, a little more frequently than me. So I'm more of the active guy on the apps per se, but uh, it is fun to get a, a, a young bucks perspective on some of this stuff as the old dude coming in out of a marriage. Well, I think the cool thing too is like, so last time I sat down with two people other than, than uh, when there was the, uh, the uh, um, video feed that we did, but it was me and, and, uh, or, date like a dude and, 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 uh, you know, the professor ruins and it, we, we sat down and it was, it was a couple of women's perspective. And it's just interesting to get a couple of guys perspective who know each other. And like, maybe you didn't totally share stories. Like, I think the, one of the funniest lines is, uh, that I've seen is when 
a guy goes to greet a woman in the uh, a woman in the app. He says, hi, ladies. And she's like, what do you mean by that? He's like, well, I know you're going to share this conversation with your friend. So I might as well say hi all to you at once. So I think, <laughs> I, think I thought that was a solid line. So it's kind of like, I was like, all right, so how do the guys go about it? What do we do? Cause like, I know like, like, like in your, your situation, uh, Carl, it's like, uh, you have a good intention. Like you definitely seem like you're just kind of like taking it to like, all right, let's see what happens. And if, uh, if there's a spark, there's a spark. And if there's not, then it's that, that whole Ted Lasso line where he's talking about, if they don't excite you, then what the hell are you doing? Yeah. I just, I just, one thing I've learned from previous relationships, I just, I don't want to waste any more time. I know I'm young. I got plenty of time ahead of me. However, I just, I, we're all here, you know, with a limited amount of time, me being closer to 30, I definitely am having, I don't want to say that midlife crisis, but I, I feel like I have, when I was younger, I looked at myself at this future age of where I'm at currently. I thought I'd be much farther along. And uh, I just, I know what I want. You know, I'm, uh, I know a lot of women think guys out there just want to hook up, run around. That's all they want to do at any age. And that's not how I've been. I've, I've had, Three long relationships, um, first being five years, the second one being about two and a half, the third one being a year. And as you can see, they've been getting gradually smaller and smaller. It's because as soon as I have doubt, I realize I may be possibly wasting that person's time, my own time included. I, I choose to then leave um, and, and try to move on to find something more meaningful and more just, just right. I, I, I don't believe going to a relationship anymore with doubt. I feel like starting a relationship in doubt is just a good way to shoot yourself in the foot and hurt someone else in the process. And so, uh, by being on the apps, I, you know, I had my fun when I was younger. I'm sure we've all had that, that phase in our life. Um, I'm just, I'm looking to, to then find my future wife and, you know, with, with the person I'm with now, um, she just, you know, when we met, we were very much kind of like, screw it, whatever happens, happens. Um, we're just trying to see if the universe aligns one way or another and gives us, you know, that, that luck that we might've, might've wanted to try to, to have. And so uh, we both think very much alike. Our views, morals, or all that are very much alike. And what we want is very much alike. And we just get along. So, I mean, everything is just great. And that is definitely the last thing I expected to find, uh, dating apps. And uh, believe it or not, I used to use Bumble more often than not because the woman would have to make the first move. And to me, that, that was more, how do I put it? Uh, if the woman made the first move it showed intent intention and like ambition or effort was more involved on the woman's part whereas on tinder or other dating apps it just seems like you know you'd message them and they probably got an inbox full of 100 how do they weed you out they really don't and if they just happen to, to just open it ignore you or even just talk for two minutes and then you're gone or this or that it just it seemed very fake and um also there's a stigma behind it but believe it or not the woman i'm with now i met off tinder and i never really use Tinder at all. I mean, it, the, the use on that is probably only a handful of hours. I made a profile, pretty much copied it over from Bumble, talked to like five different women, and those other four, like I said, they just kind of, they message you. It's not that they lose interest, they just want to give you a chance, even though they match with you. It's really weird. It's just, I feel like Tinder is overused. Um, therefore, they're just bombarded. You know, it's just like a, a woman's Instagram. If you ever looked at, you know, a pretty girl's messages on Instagram, they're just bombarded with this stuff. And Instagram in itself is almost a dating app at this point, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I, I landed, I landed, uh, I, I got lucky finally. And uh, it just seems to be working along. So, I mean, I got nothing but good to say 
in my personal experiences with these apps. However, I will say there are definitely women out there that I've spoken to and weeded out on my own accord that seemed like they were just chasing money or had morals that were just too promiscuous. And that's just not what I was into. So I weeded them out and then uh, took out the women I deemed uh, more comparable to myself and my values. It's so, so funny you bring up Instagram. Uh, like two weeks ago, I got this random message from this chick on Instagram. And long story short, about five exchanges in, she tells me her her son's father's dead. He died in a car accident. And she needed 50 bucks to buy a video game. Please send me 50 bucks. Whoa. <laughs> so... <laughs> So let's not long story short this. Let's 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 short story. Let's let's medium story short this, or however we want to call this. What did the opening line come out like? Hey, you've got a was it deliverance type? Hey, you got a pretty mouth. I mean, how did she come at you there, young man? And it, it was one of it was just it was high. And you know, sometimes look, I'm not on social media very often. I'm not very good at it. I don't care. It's a spectator sport. Is my favorite thing to say about it. Like Facebook is the great example. But like. And Instagram, you know, you'll get messages. I don't know if they're connected to a contact that I've known. I just see this chick in her picture. You know, you can't blow up the picture like you can, like on Facebook. So you see the pictures. If you click the picture, it takes them to your sto their story or whatever. So it's like, oh, I don't know if I know this person. So it's just like, hi. And then she hit me with, you know, how are you? Just the intro small talk. And I was like, do I know you? <laughs> She's like, oh, no, I just saw your profile and wanted to say hi. And, like, that was kind of how it started. So there was just a brief exchange. I was like, well, wh you know, where do you live? Like, why did you message me? And it, and it was, oh, I'm, you know, I'm in northern, what did she say? Like, some, some area of Wisconsin. And I don't know if it was a radius thing, and that's how she hit me. But it was a total scam. They're like, oh, you know, I've got this this son that I have to take care of, and I live with my friend or whatever, and his dad's dead. Uh, and he he really wants this video game. Can you send me fifty bucks? I mean, dude, like catfishing is a real thing. That's for sure. But like, how did she find you, Mister Social Media Wizard? That's the interesting thing. Like, did she scrolling through? Let me find people who have some sort of good looking profiles and talk about fitness. I know. Uh, and then I wonder what would happen if you said, hey, you know what? I'm not going to give you the 50 bucks. Well, what's the video game you're looking for? Maybe I can send you that. She probably would be like, oh, no, I think I found a way to get it. Thanks. That's a funny the thing. Guy asking for yeah, money exactly. for food. The new, he for food. He throws it on the ground. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'd rather have your cash. The new panhandle. You got to ask yourself, I wonder how often that works. Like how many That's guys are actually you know, saying like, hey, you know, is she making three grand a week doing this yeah the thing you know you talk like, about a numbers game it's the next thing you know like you said catfishing it could be some guy it could be a 13 year old kid you never know that 100 percent reminds me of uh, <laughs> sorry to cut you out that reminds me of like there was a girl i met on one of the apps and this was like when i first started on the apps or and first moved it back to indiana and i think i would i think i told you about this and uh she was close to me. She's like, why don't you come over and we can have a good time? I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. She looked great. We exchanged like four and a half messages or some shit like that. And she's like, I'm watching my niece and nephew. Can you bring over a steam gift card? Oh, I remember. I was, I was like a steam gift card. What? She's like, well, it'll give my niece and nephew something to do. I'm like, peace. 
take care of yourself. Like, I don't mind a few hookups here and there, but that's just too messed up for me. No, thank you. Yeah, man, that's silly. But there's a lot of women that are, are my age or younger that feel that they're, you know, everybody does deserve the world, but they're all looking for just absolute handouts. And you just, unfortunately, in my age and below, it's just going to get only harder from here. Guys are going to have to start, like you said, just standing up for themselves and learning when to walk away and not be the sucker because too many guys are the sucker. And that's not how you actually earn a good woman. If you want someone to raise a family with, you know, trust, fight by your side, you're not going to find that in somebody that's just looking for for your money or for you to just do extra shit for them. So what you're saying too is also interesting about the, 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 the younger generation, even from you, because like if you think of... Um women who are like that usually think of beautiful women and usually are like enticing like hey i'll give you i'll give you all this and i just would like some of this that's just i know it's a an easy way to say it but like uh like then you have the filters you got to figure your way through and then you got to work your way through just you know what's real and what's not real which is which is tough i guess on all ends so what you were saying earlier about your dating experience carl like what i what i think I'm here and know too of why it went so well. You were dating with intent. Like you had good, like, like here's where I want to end up, not all right, let's see where this ride takes me. Absolutely. I had a it was purpose. And you know, like I said earlier, we we you know, I was younger, we all been there, we've had our fun, you know, run around, you know, and do a little bit of stupid stuff here or there. Uh but but at this age and even before when I was in relationships, I'm definitely committed, looking for my future wife, trying to plan a family, so on and so forth. I see what my parents have. I was very lucky to raise in the household I was. I acknowledge a lot of people are not fortunate like I was. And my parents have been together for over 30 years. And, wow. you know, pretty beautiful women are always chased. They're never not being hit on. You know, they go to the store, get hit on, go to the bars, get hit on, sit at home in bed, getting hit on across Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. It's left and right. So the competition for men, unfortunately, is very, very hard. So when women come around decent men, it's almost very hard to give them the time to give them a chance because your your time is being split everywhere. And, um, you know, when I see my parents, you know, after 30 years, I, I see that they, I can recognize they've aged. They, of course, aren't as attractive as when they were younger. So you start to think, looks nowadays aren't really as important you're gonna you're going to marry the person for their personality the way they treat you that trust loyalty and that connection that that brings you um being beautiful after age 50 or 60 is just a plus that's a bonus that's not what you should be chasing at, at our age and unfortunately the younger generation when i was 22 i was chasing the most prettiest women around and that didn't get me anywhere you know and unfortunately for them even i see a lot of them they're still single doing the same thing and eventually all the good guys are going to get married and they're going to be left with the scraps that they didn't want in the first place. That's true. Would we had a question asked to us when I was up there not too long ago, what was it? Uh, do you have somebody in your life or a couple in your life? That's a role model of a good relationship. Didn't we get something like that asked to us? That is exactly the question we were asked. Like, and is there someone that you would emulate in a relationship, whether married or not? but if you had someone that you would strive to want to emulate. And it sounds like for Carl, that's your parents, huh, bud? Absolutely. hundred percent. No shame in acknowledging that. Yeah. Well, no, I will vote for his parents. They're amazing human beings. <laughs> not not that he needs to be too. We're all going over for dinner. <laughs> <laughs>
But I mean, I think that's a real thing. It was a good question. I think that was asked. And if I think if you don't have that or like that's not there, then like you kind of don't really have that area to strive for. And you sound like that's exactly right in front of you every day. It is 100 percent. I just say, you know, my parents, the way they treat me as an individual, as their son, that's a whole nother story on its own. They do a wonderful, absolute job. I I thank them all the time, up and down. Um, You know, my, my dad works very hard provide for us and so did my mother you know she she worked all the time and in this you know my father actually cooked more than my mother because it was it was opportunity it wasn't like a role as far as like man or woman cooks it's whoever's home take care of the children kind of deal so my dad and i'm cooking more uh, than my mother did even however when they're together you know just on their own I, you know i've helped them get social media and stuff too just to be more connected to myself and my brother as we have grown up and moved out and so on and so forth uh, i see them posting you know stuff together, sending us videos. We have our own little family group chat. And it's just, it's adorable to see them so happy to be together 99% of the time. That's awesome. That is, that, that is awesome. Like I think the ones that have that, especially in that case, that just builds for healthier shit down the line. I mean, like, uh, I think I have one or two of those, but like they're more pen pals than they are in front of my face. So that's probably why I'm single and just trying to figure it out as I go. And just keep learning from all the the fun mistakes you make, right? Right, right, right. And there's a lot of fun mistakes to to be had. So, um, you guys, so you talk to each other occasionally about it. So, like, what, I guess, like, is there a, a, like, so Wood, we're pretty much each other's group, right? Is there more people than just me in your group that kind of helps you through some of this stuff? No, honestly, I think with, with him and I, it's a combination of, one, he's in a relationship, so there's way less stories for him to share. And and two, like the hobbies that we discuss, just it just never goes down the road of of you know relationships or women or dating or anything like that. We're normally talking about guns or home improvement projects or cars or shit like that. Welding, it's a, it's, yeah, it's a welding. It's a very dude relationship minus the women conversation. Uh, you know, part of that might be because I'm a divorcee chasing different things than he is. Otherwise, you know, unlike you and I who are walking similar paths, uh, you know, with him, he's, he's got all that in front of him and he's got a wonderful girl in his life right now. And, you know, I, yeah, uh, it makes me happy for sure. I tease him about it often because I always tell him I I don't like it. I don't like it when he has girlfriends because it means less time for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's so funny Uh, because it's, I mean, it sounds like a good dude. It's not that, you know, him or I are are afraid to talk about any of this stuff either. Him and I very much open up when we have uh, the time or like the situation arises, you know, we're not timid in any of that senses. It's just, we are in very different stages. So I don't have a lot of personal experience to relate to him. And he doesn't have a lot of, well, he has that personal experience, but he can't really relate it to me. So I've never been in that situation or anywhere near it. But um, as far as finding the right woman and then just trying to, to set up your, your future plans, that's, I mean, we're kind of the same goal in the long run, you know, as far as that goes. But uh, the age gap definitely changes things a little bit. So when you, when you were, you know, I guess looking and dating and dating with intent, like, did you have a certain checklist? Like, all right, have to uh, like, 
with Bumble, for example, I guess the the cool thing about it is like, all right, they need to put out a little bit of intent. They need to start the effort. So they need to have this much effort or, you know, did they need to be within a certain career? What, what were some of the things that you were looking for? So to be honest, I was looking for someone that wasn't shy to be themselves. I don't want it's You know, one thing I noticed is a couple of dates I went on with these women that I would deem, you know, good people, good, honest people. It almost felt like I was at a job interview, but not yeah. me. It felt like they were trying to be too much. They were trying to sell themselves to me. And I was just there trying to have a good time, get some drinks, get some food, learn the other person. It felt too, uh, what's the word for it? I, I don't want to say fake because it's not fake per se. They, they were trying too hard almost. But when I'm on the, the apps, when I was on Bumble and whatnot, really just the... I didn't really necessarily have a checklist. I, I didn't care per se if a woman was um, just going through school right now uh, or if she had a full-blown career. Um, of course, I, I lean towards women that had a little bit more independence. And that's kind of because of prior relationships. I was always felt like the father. I was trying to baby you know, them around and, and show them how to be an adult, unfortunately. And I wanted a woman that has more independence, didn't necessarily need me. Wasn't looking at me as somebody she needed, but rather I'd rather be looked at as somebody to grow a partnership with together, you know, play this game of life together. I, did, I didn't want to have to hold her hand and I didn't want her to have to hold my hand. Um, it's equal effort, ambition. Um, the days of, of traditional women becoming housewives, staying home cooking, cleaning are, are kind of gone at this point. And uh, with that being gone, I would prefer a woman to have at least a steady career or just have an idea of where she'd like to be. And that's kind of where I started that. If that was not a factor, they didn't have that ambition or an idea or a drive, I kind of just weed them off at that point. Um, my current girlfriend owns her own business. She's had it for eight years now, very successful, owns a couple of buildings, has her own house. Uh, she's, she's on a roll doing it by herself. And I can appreciate all the effort she's put into that. And um, it's, it's very attractive. But not to say if I met her and she didn't have any of that, I don't. I, I would still be probably hopefully dating her. I don't think I would have weeded her off because her personality was so genuine, real, and we just had that click. And when you find that click, you know, it just, it, it works. It does. It happens really like instantly. That's a big part. So look, did you ever talk to her about like when she was trying to date, if like she ran into guys who were just kind of intimidated by the fact that she didn't need a guy? Yes. Yeah. She tells me time and time again, everyone thinks she's intimidating. Even uh, different women, you know, just as friends really? find her intimidating. Um, yeah. She, she, you know, that's one thing that I, I kind of chuckled at because when I first met her, I wasn't intimidated one bit. I, I think this might be a, a not necessarily a unique quality of myself, but a quality of myself because I'm not really intimidated by people. You know, everybody's human. Everybody's trying to just get their shit together, work forward, go ahead. And uh, I, I think that because I wasn't intimidated, because I was so lax with her, that might have had her more attracted to myself and be more open to me. And like, instead of trying to be more reserved, she just was herself and I was myself and, we just hit it off. That's awesome. Like, yeah, because I've heard that too many times from from women who kind of are career driven and take the time to just uh, work on themselves. And they'll say the same. Some, a lot of them will say a lot of the same thing. Like a lot of guys get intimidated, even if they just have 
a strong personality and a big sense of humor. Like they just yeah. like guys just have a hard time with it. And that almost ruins the dating pool for them as well, as opposed to people who can just, you know, right. admire right. what they've done. When you look at what women like that have done is they almost took on the masculine role. So not even that long ago, men would go out, be the ones, the breadwinners, bring home the money to the family, the wife would raise her, you know, raise the children. You didn't have nannies or daycares or whatever. You didn't have someone else raising your kids. It was your family, your wife in the household raising the, ch- the children. And when a woman goes out and finds that career, becomes the breadwinner, she's almost taking on that masculine role. And <clears throat> men are naturally uh, almost through biology, we are taking, you know, that masculine role. I don't quite know if it's, if it's systemic or like through society that have formed that, or if it's just how nature is um, that when, when a man sees a woman that's on that same level or more, it's kind of like, Whoa, like, what am I going to bring to the table now? What am I going to do? And she's kind of taking care of all the business, you know? So it might feel unnatural to some guys. That's just kind of my outside view looking in, take that with a grain of salt. But I can see that's why maybe guys were intimidated by her. Guys run into the ego and machismo role to where they just can't hang with it. It seems like so. Yeah, I could I could see all that tying in together and being an issue. And if I if I remember right, what you were on a date I think a while ago where you were sitting there and I think wasn't the girl like in competition and you guys just sat and had like water all night because of her ambition. Yeah, man, she's uh, a bikini competitor. And she oh, was Jesus. like, that eight. must've been a rough date, bro. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, she was beautiful. Uh, I mean, eight weeks she wasn't, she wasn't competing clip. to make bikinis. She was competing in a bikini, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to say was that. She had a bikini on a date? Uh, sadly, no, it was fucking December. Oh man. Yeah. We Silly went to December. Didn't have a reservation. Obviously couldn't get on the spot. Went, tried to go bowling. It was a league night. So she was like, let's go play pool at this pool place. And the pool place that she Googled was this dive bar with one quarter pool table. And everyone was playing. <laughs> so we just sat at the bar and drank water because she couldn't drink alcohol because it wasn't part of her prep phase. Oh, man. That was funny. And then we never went out again. <laughs> so, But that was like a, like a five-hour date, right? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, it was, yeah. I mean, what? We probably met at seven. I didn't get home till probably midnight. So but it was cool. She she had a little bit of crazy in her, but she was a cool chick. A little bit of crazy. So where did you guys meet? Do you remember what app? Uh, that was on Bumble. It was on Bumble. Okay. Yeah. So did you talk for a little while, or was it pretty quick to get to the date? Uh with her, I want to say it was probably a week or so before we made plans. So I would say. From connection to actually getting together, maybe two weeks total. Okay. All right. And that's then, what hit, so, hitting this conversation in the beginning. And then, hey, let's secure something. All right. We'll secure something. Lining up schedules. When can we go? All right. And then, so the original date, I think maybe I didn't hear you. I know you said it, but where did you, where were you originally planning on going before it so, kind of went sideways? So we were going to go to Top Golf. Oh, that's right. But we didn't make a reservation because it was a Wednesday night or something. And it was like, who the fuck needs a reservation at Top Golf on a Wednesday night? Well, apparently, we did. Oh, it's insane. And we did not have one. So that that started the journey of fun. And then we went to the bowling place. 
And then we went to the bar. So you hung out at the bar for a good four hours, we'll say. And there wasn't a second date. It felt like a good vibe though, right? Yeah. You know, again, I think we learned enough about each other that she she was, you know, really regimented. And I think it was a timing thing. Because one of the first questions I asked her was, if you're in the middle of prep, how do you have time for dating? And she was like, I know. So I think she knew. And that kind of gave me the indication that I knew. Like, you didn't really have time for this. You were trying to force it in. Um, Which and, is a hell of a compliment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. For sure. But at the same time, it's like, you know, maybe if we were in a different place at a different time. The irony, of course, is I, I checked in with her a couple months after the fact. She actually had an injury and had to pull out of the competition. Oh, man. That sucks. Sucked. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she was an early person. I'm kind of a night owl. Uh, that type of thing. Her nutrition was a little bit different than mine. Uh, you know, how she wanted to spend time. Things she was like. I think one of the attractions that she had to me too, she said, was the fact that I had younger kids. She didn't think she wanted to have kids. She was thinking, you know, if I connect with someone who has younger kids and I could still experience what that might feel like to help be part of a family that's up and coming, uh, which I thought was an interesting perspective because I'd never really thought about it in that regard when it came to uh, dating. So that opened my eyes to a new aspect of what some women potentially could be looking for uh, in a mate who I don't want to have my own share. But I still want kids in some capacity. So I thought that was interesting. Well, Jesus, how many times, and I, I guess for both of you, Michael, start with you, bro, is like how many times like have you gone out with with I don't know, just whoever, anybody, and like going in, you you had one idea and then you walked out of the day just going, Man, that never even crossed my mind. Like a woman would want to go out with a guy who had younger kids because she might I mean, how many times has something like that happened? Well, she that individual was the only one where that has been brought as a, like a topic, like we've talked about it. Um, so I can only say, I can only speak to that one occurrence. But like um, but anything yeah, else I've, like that, I I've guess. Had, I've had situations where you come in and, uh, you know, like uh, the women who are looking for marriage uh, and they don't say they're looking for marriage. The women who are just looking for, you know, a one-nighter or, uh you know, just a quick hit. Um, the the women who are literally looking to just be pampered and just money thrown at them. And it's, it's my favorite word, bougie. Um, mm. You know, I've had a, I've had a couple of those where, you know, Hey, we're meeting in the middle. Are you familiar with the area? I'm not. Is there a place you have? And it's like the fucking bougiest of bougie places that, that you could find in Google. I feel like this, let's pick the five star four dollar or four dollar sign place to see how this goes oh i so, gotcha you know versus like hey let's just open up the local pub and grab a drink and meet um because i'm not a big fan of dinner dates i think it's weird and awkward and we've talked about that before um you know i'd rather do something or just grab a coffee or a cocktail and you know exchange pleasantries and see if there's a vibe uh so i think the, the bougie thing is probably more common than not, which I guess alludes to kind of what Carl was saying earlier. Um, but the, the kid thing, you know, I think the, the struggle that I've had, and I think as I've gotten deeper into my experience with the swipe apps, is it's really hard to date women who don't have kids when you have kids. 
And I don't know if for you, bro, if it's the inverse where it's hard to date women with children because you don't have William, uh, children. And I'm assuming it's not quite as the same. Um, but, you know, when you talked about scheduling conflicts and flexibility and things of that nature, in my experience, women who don't have the experience of kids are almost annoyed at how limited my time can sometimes be as if it's not worth the patience to go out. And they're not the center of your attention. Right. In some cases, and they may have a trouble, which, which I think we've had somebody on, on an earlier season, I think last season who said almost the exact opposite of like, it was hard for her to date men with, uh, or, or, or men without kids. And she had kids because she didn't, they didn't understand that they couldn't be the center of her world. Um, so it's kind of weird. It's just single, single to single. It's kind of weird how that, how that just whole dynamic works out. What, what did you run into far? Or did you run into anything that just kind of opened your eyes? Uh, not necessarily as, as far as the whole kids thing goes, I did talk lightly with a woman who had children who, um, virtually we got along with very well, morals, ideals, um, just fun activities, just getting to know each other over text was actually pretty great. Uh, but then it kind of came into play that she had children already. And that, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but for myself, that was a turnoff. I, I personally, I, I was not ready to get into someone else's life and raise someone else's kid. Um, not having any of my own being this, you know, maybe if I was a little bit older, I'd be more accepting of it. But um, I, I decided pretty early on, maybe that is a little bit prejudiced, but early on I decided that, hey, I wasn't going to pursue that option. Um, that was actually quite a while ago. And I think that's just you knowing what you want and what you don't want. I don't think there's there's anything like, hey, this is I do want this, and if I can find it, I'm gonna go find it. So I don't think there's anything crazy, crazy at all with that. And 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 what to your question, like for me to date women with kids, like I think I just have a unique perspective because of all the talking and just because maybe of you know dating a woman with kids in the past. Like I just totally get that life they are more important as they should be than me. So their time should always come first. And if I like her enough, then I'll date. But that, that you know, like, uh, I don't know if I've said it on the show or not, but I've had the conversation with you many times. The thing that I ran into where I just kind of threw in the towel a while ago was, uh, uh, once people find out I do a podcast about this stuff, they're like, ah, sums up, bro. I don't want to come hang out with you. You're going to put me on the show. And I've only done that like once. So I don't know. So I was just like, all right, <laughs> you know, I'm going to sit back and relax and just let life unfold. And, you know, if, uh, you know, people I'm with now work out great. Uh, if uh, the person, I'm, you know, and if uh, the people that aren't around me now work out and I have to go date in the wild, then then I'm just going to throw some random like I'm be at the grocery store and I'll just throw some random product in a very good looking girl's cart and say, oops, my fault and start a conversation that way. I think that's, the, I easiest think way that's to do it. the best approach at the grocery hands down. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm going yeah. to. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the move when you're at the grocery store and I gotta stop buying my groceries at Walmart though. Well that yeah, you don't want to do that at Walmart. Aldi's 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 has the best produce, man. I'll tell you, and the best prices on produce too. You'll throw, a, you know, some asparagus into a cart and all of a sudden you get pepper sprayed. You know, you got to watch out for that now. <laughs> but if you put pineapple in there, it might be a little different. There you go. <laughs> and or fresh, I wonder. 
Yep. They're going to be like, wait a second. If you have two pineapples and a case of beer, she's going to be like, this guy's a good time. <laughs> a bushel, a 30 rack of bush light. There you go. Oh, that and the natty light. That'll get it every time. Oh, oh man. All right. So that's all good stuff. And actually there's, there's not terribly much more. I mean, like, like, so uh, Carlos, you had, you dated with intent. I think that's the biggest thing. Like if you could give anybody some, some, some thoughts and takes on what worked for you, what would be it besides that? The, the only, like I said, the only thoughts that I would say, and the, the only thing that's really meaningful is, is look towards your future. Uh, quit trying to live for the moment. I know everybody says, you know, live for the moment, have your fun, this and that. And that is true to an extent, but like with everything else, it comes in moderation. I think having an end goal and figuring that out early will help you in the long run so much more. Um, you never know, you know, you, you could be messing around, fooling around, doing all this crazy stuff, meet somebody and kick them to the side. And they could have been the best thing in the world to you down the road. You can never see the future, but if you give, a little bit of chance to, to those people uh, or those women that, that might in the beginning seem a little, I don't say off, but a little bit like you, just timid or shy or whatever the case might be. Maybe it doesn't click right away in that exact second. Like just give it a chance. And, and I know for guys, you know, it's a little bit easier to say that because we aren't, you know, getting hit on everywhere per se, but um, there are a lot of good people out there and uh, there's also a lot of bad people, but I think going into it with the intentions of finding your wife, uh, what will change the way you view these women. And, you know, in, in the in the middle of going out with them, just don't try too hard. Just don't be fake. That's, that's the only advice I could say. Just be yourself. And, you know, that sounds cliche. It really does. But when, you, when you're just acting normal, when you're going into it with little expectations, with, you know, if something happens cool, if something doesn't, I'm not going to be heartbroken over it. It just takes so much weight off your shoulders. You become so much more natural. The, the conversation just flows at that point, and, and it takes off. Yeah, I think that's, I think the couple big things there is, uh, it's so much easier to say, like, like it's easy to say, be yourself. And I, I think it's easy. Like I, like, I think the three of us probably have no problem doing it. And I have so many people are, are so nervous. Like the, the thing that, that, that I've talked about a lot, cause I've heard way more often than I ever thought it was guys that lie about their height on dating apps. I, I just didn't quite understand that they'll say they're six foot and they show up and they're five too. And I mean, like size matters, you know, <laughs> and that's one lie that you're just not going to get away with. Uh, so like they just even have a hard time to that aspect because the insecurities are so big. Then the other part too, is just like uh, when you, when you run into these sites and you you're out there, uh, trying to, I guess, find whatever it is. Like I've always said, like in the beginning, there's, there's FOMO. Like it feels like people, like it's fast food dating and they don't take the time to where if there's an issue to work out the issue, they just say, all right, I'm going to go to the next person on my roster and and move on from that person instead of ro- trying to work through it, which is exactly, exactly. I think the same sentiment that you're saying. Yeah. The grass isn't always greener on the other side. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of relationships and prematurely because they uh, people think hey you know what this guy or whatever or this girl isn't doing this or that for me and instead of trying to talk communicate people are very naturally afraid of confrontation um they just go on their phone with a bumble or tinder and then yep. you know hit up whatever's next yeah before you know it you just ended up in, you dig yourself a deeper and deeper hole and that guy or that woman's going to be married with a family and you, there's no going back from that. The, like you said, fear of missing out. Oh, could this be better? Could this be better? Instead of being happy and content and just, just blessed with what you have 
and taking that in and building something off of that foundation, too many people just jump ship and run. Wood, what you got? Can I say it on this show? Will you leave it in if I say it? I don't plan on editing it out, so you can go ahead and say it. Ride a shark. Yeah. Since a few a few different podcasts ago. A long time since I've got to say that. But nothing else on uh, to add on what what's it what to do and what not to do, bro. No, I mean I think that's very spot on. I think it's very very pointed and very on purpose. I, I think it's a great way to finish it out. Thank you for being along for the ride of the Swipe Wrong podcast, where we take everyday people like you and me telling their everyday stories of their swipe right life. Show is produced by Jay Pelham. He is the host of Pelham Place. If you want to reach out to the show and tell us your story, we'd love to hear it. Give us a call. Google voice us at 317-426-6616. Leave your information and we'll get back to you or just your story. You can also email us at swipewrongpod at gmail.com. We are on Insta, Facebook, TikTok. We're out there. I am Chaos, the host of Chaotic Commentary. You can find me pretty much anywhere that you see me. And next week, the saga continues. Swipe wrong. Swipe wrong.